I, if you, I have a blog on the internet in Cuba, and every time anything goes up on there, I get shit from somebody. Cuba has no the internet. What I say, they either accuse me of being a member of the CIA or being <laughs> being a Castro spy. You're a you shill know? for big pharma, you damn skeptic. Now it's new, but uh, that's a community where no matter what you say, you piss somebody off. Well, that's the internet in general, though. I mean, no matter what, there's so many people there. You're always going to find someone that's just a crazy crackpot, Larry Press. You're always going to find someone that's just, you know, out out on cloud nine. And then there's a, a small group of us that have, you know, somewhat relevant things to say. Right. Please. <laughs> September 6, 2012. This is episode 23 of Yats. It's Yet Another Tech Show at yetanothertechshow.com. My name is Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, the whole cast, the whole crew, the boys are back. Ant Pruitt, what's up, man? Gentlemen, what's going on? We got Larry Press. What's up, sir? Good evening, guys. And Mike Rothman, how you doing? Just fine here, guys. Same o, same o. Excellent. Usually you guys could be watching live at yet another texture.com slash live, but tonight just doing a hangout, just just hanging out. That's fine. Uh, moving moving the server, physically moving the server. I guess for uh, recording's sake for the podcast, there is currently right now in California on the interstate, there is a car, probably a Honda Civic, with our server, our physical server, that on those hard drives, there is Yats, there's Attack of the Androids, there's the Buffer Overflow Show, the Jam, there's all all of this stuff. My my water store day job site is on it. it it's, <laughs> it's on the highway right now doing like 80, trying to get to the Irvine data center where we will have new fast amazing speeds for you and i don't know if you know this or not but our speeds are pretty fast as is i i you know i could see this little honda and i bet it's got one of those stickers on the back the little decals that says pentium inside is that on it <laughs> it sure doesn't have one of those dumb apple stickers it's got and it's it's got one of these also from hack naked. I'm sure. <laughs> you know it does. It's covering up a little rust spot somewhere. Maybe baby on board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Server on board. Yeah. Stuff, Matt's baby on board. Be careful with that thing, man. We don't do about the baby. <laughs> for for a tech show, we don't do backups, so if you could be really gentle with that. No, I'm kidding. I got it all backed up. It's fine. But uh, yeah, we uh, we weren't able to do a show last night, so here we are tonight coming at you fresh off of the DNC 2012. I I don't have TV, but I was just kind of browsing the Twitter, the Twitter verse, and and looking at. Uh, I know Dan Patterson was there doing some coverage. Uh, I caught some of the YouTube live stuff that they were doing. Um, the only thing I posted in regards to the DNC 2012 was that. 
Was it is it just me or does Obama remind you guys of Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad? Do you guys watch <laughs> like just listening to him talk and watching his manner like it's a carbon copy. I I don't man that dude is gangster. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our server is in transport right now, but it has been shot down. Right. <laughs> if there's any traffic on the I-5, you know why. <laughs> uh, so uh, Obama did do uh, – he's, he's been kind of known as the, the president that kind of takes advantage of all of this social media stuff. I don't know if it's because maybe four years ago it wasn't as prevalent as it is now or because maybe four years ago – Twitter's main use was, well, I'm about to eat. Here's a picture of what I just ate. Like, it wasn't, it almost transformed itself from what are you doing, which is kind of where Facebook seems to have gone, into this, like, hyper-personal, to borrow a term from uh, Jeff Jarvis, this hyper-personal news stream of, of real-time interactivity that he's just been all over. And, and other politicians are starting to be like, oh, we should do this we should tweet or pay someone to tweet for us right which i'm putting my application in if you guys need a tweeter you come to me i've got you got years of experience you can you can pay i don't know what the rate going rates are but you can buy followers if you want to look impressive on twitter well, that's that's the other side of it. That's the other side of it, and and I mean, we we've all seen the numbers. Facebook's almost hitting what a billion users. More than half of them are just dead fake accounts or whatever. Twitter is kind of the same, maybe not as much, but it it depends. I mean, how many of Obama's followers do you think are just like paid for advertising? Like, are do you think, or are those real people like you and me following him? Oh, I think Obama's followers are real people. But I think your followers, you probably bought them all. Right, all 300 of them. <laughs> bought and paid for. Got the receipt right here. They're mine. Yeah, and no, I think Obama would be, they, they're too, they'd be way too paranoid to buy followers. That would come out and they'd be really... Well, because as, as soon as those stories started breaking, that like, oh, you can buy followers on eBay. And I mean, that's been going on for years, but it's just now becoming like in the not mainstream media, but in the tech media outlets, they're like, you know, did you know this is happening? And, 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 you know, it's, people are starting to realize that. So these services pop up, you know, what fake followers, or I, I forget the names of, of anyone in particular, but they will go through your list of followers and tell you what percentage of them are fake accounts. And it, it's all heuristic based. So it's not a, an exact science, but it gives you a good idea. They, they look at things like, is the profile picture an egg? Yeah. <laughs> are they, have they been active? Are they just retweeting random stuff? Is it a bot? You know, this and that. So is is there worth in that? I mean, is it it gives you clout? <laughs> a clout and air quotes of I, some know, sort? I, I had to have this discussion with somebody in our circle and they they looked at getting to, getting more followers. As a matter of fact, I even had a family member that's an entrepreneur that he ended up buying uh more followers. And I told him, you know, that's fine and Danny to have that, that big span of numbers, but it's just a I number. like having my little bit of, of, of followers as I, I may have what, 300 at the most or something like that. 
but like five of them are really interactive. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, there's some serious interaction between those folks, and I love it. You know, and it, is that it doesn't feel like I'm a spam bot? And that's know? the difference, right? You can look at. It depends what your job is, or maybe more so, it depends what your end game is. What are you trying to accomplish by doing this? If if you're going to pitch your product to a big company, maybe it's a good idea to bump that number up just for that one meeting, for that one purpose, because some of these companies won't even look at you unless you have over 100,000, over 200,000. So for that That's purpose, true. yes, but... You have to also measure the interactivity of that. And if you have 100,000 followers and nobody's saying anything, like, what's the point? It's, I mean, I can, I can go through and code up a page that says I have a million billion followers, but there's yeah. nothing being posted there. Like, it's, it, it's, it's pointless. But like I say, it depends what you're trying to accomplish. You know, I've been... I, I very rarely go to the Twitter.com site uh, because I use third-party Twitter apps. Not but for long, you, you won't. You know, but... <laughs> this is Twitter not, is not nice. Sorry. <laughs> but I, go, I go to that site here recently because I've been curious to look at some of the stats as far as how many times has I Have No Life been mentioned, you know, or retweeted because... Yeah, I'm I'm aspiring to, to, to write and share content, but I like to know people are looking at it and actually, you know, pushing it out to others like, hey, this is something noteworthy and not just me spamming everybody. You know, I don't want to be looked at. Well, as and, and more importantly, you need to know what is getting the action, what's getting retweeted, what's getting reposted, what's getting the conversations started because you want to. You know then that that's what your followers are following you specifically for, and maybe you can focus on that, and that'll drive up your little niche that you have going on. But yeah, if you're just all over the, yeah, if you're all over the place, then it's yeah, it's hard to really focus in on what do you want from me, what do you enjoy that I post, the stupid satire or the interesting links or like you know where where is this interactivity coming from? It, Google Plus has been a, a bigger playground for me, you know, and, and seeing that interaction because you, you have your, your circles and categories or whatever, but just being able to, to, to go, there's a stats page, I believe, on Google Plus, and it lets you see exactly what people are commenting on, what's been shared the most, and it's, it's really, really organic to watch it just grow and grow and grow and see that, hey, somebody's digging the stuff you're putting out there, somebody's actually paying attention, you know, to, to what you said. And yeah, you know, even I, if it is gibberish at times. I find Google a much better design for uh, Google Plus for that purpose because you really can uh, have some genuine uh, engagement and interaction, and there, there's some tools out there for measuring yeah. uh, engagement. Twitter. It's almost like of... Twitter is this platform to be a loudspeaker that everyone's just yelling into and you dip in and out and get, you know, your 20 tweets worth every time you dip in and out. And Google Plus is more of an ongoing conversational platform is what it seems like. Now, Ant, when, when you go to Google Plus, do you go to the actual site or are you using the app? Because there is no third party apps, but there is the app. I'm doing both, okay. but most of the time, most of the time, I'm on the site because I'm at a desk all day long. Right, so most right. of the time, I got it in a tab, 
and just watching it scroll through. Yeah, know? that's cool too. And I like the auto. It just kind of will keep going. I always have to remember to close it, it during the I shows. Sit, and I it, see someone like Larry Press. You know, he he will um he will have a conversation going on, and he's pissing somebody off. And it's it's great to see how they interact with Larry. Larry always has some some pretty sensitive. Larry's popular. Out there, man, I love it. <laughs> how many how many followers did you buy, Larry, Mister Popular over here? <laughs> hey, can you buy followers on Google Plus? <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon. Gee whiz! Hey, Matt's Matt's follower store. Hey, Mike, you, you mentioned that there's some uh, cool sort of analysis of Google Plus packages. What what do you use? I I didn't even know there were any. This is not a package, but it's the stats page. Yeah, yeah it, it's the stats page. Um, and, and is it part you of mentioned that a minute ago? Is it part of it, analytics, or is it Google Plus's own thing? The only thing I've ever seen is. For each post, you can see who plus one it and who reshared it. I didn't know there was an actual. It's like a YouTube analytics thing going on. Or I'm looking at it right now. It's called socialstatistics.com, oh. and I'll stick it in our chat right there. Very okay. cool. So it's it's not a Google thing. It's somebody else's. It's a third. It's party. somebody else's, but they feed off of the API, I presume, because Google finally opened up the API, and it's it's part pretty it. slick. Oh, that's cool, man. You it's it's not open to user ID to read write or to write. Uh, I forget what it is. It's it's only open in one aspect of it. Like you can. Oh, okay. It's you can't write to it or anything. You can't use other apps to to post to it. You can't pipe in other things to it. But you can gleam information from it. So I guess okay, so there's you can read make reports access. off of it, basically. <laughs> right, right. You mean I can't post things under your name? <laughs> oh come Using on! Using this fake <laughs> app full of malware. <laughs> no man, have you ever seen the like some of the Facebook things? Oh god, I hate that. My friend does that all the time. Giving up permission for them to post things under your name? Oh no, not that. He'll just like change names and then post comments, and then I'll post something in response, and then he'll delete all his comments. So it looks like I'm just here having this argument with myself. He does it all the time. <laughs> I need to learn to just not even talk to him anymore. <laughs> He does a good podcast called Am I Bugging You? If you guys are into the comedy podcast stuff, you'd check it out. You know, you, you guys are talking about people hassling me. I, if you, I have a blog on the internet in Cuba, and every time anything goes up on there, I get shit from somebody. Cuba has no the internet? what I say, they either accuse me of being a member of the CIA or being, being a Castro spy. You're a you shill know? for Big Pharma, you damn skeptic. <laughs> that one's new, but uh, that's a community where no matter what you say, you piss somebody off. Well, that's the internet in general, though. I mean, no matter what, there's so many people there. You're always going to find someone that's just a crazy crackpot, Larry Press, you're always going to find someone that's just, you know, out out on cloud nine, and then there's a, a small group of us that have, you know, somewhat relevant things to say. Right. Larry Press ma- manages to, to linger in all of these different groups. He goes from crazy, kooky guy to, like, smart, intelligent guy to just leave me alone, curmudgeon. To... You're a man of many faces, Larry. Paint the picture, Matt. Paint the picture. I, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I want to write your biography when <laughs> when it's time. I want to be the guy that does that. I want to be your Walter Isaacson to my Steve Jobs. Or the other way around. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. 
<laughs> so, Mike, you were watching the uh, the speech. That's kind of why we started a little late. Uh, you have any thoughts on that you want to share? You get a little political for a minute? Great speech. You know, Obama needed to inspire. He needed to rally the faithful. He, need, he needs uh, the engagement of everyone in that room over the next two months to turn out the vote for for his reelection to 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 really occur and i think he hit all the right notes i mean the the people in unlike a week ago in tampa florida the people in this convention are really enthusiastic about reelecting this man and you just have to listen to him or listen to bill clinton last night or michelle obama the night before i mean these people really inspire hope and uh very charismatic. The speech was, the speech, very charismatic. The speech was well worth listening to. He he, he delivers it with power and eloquence. Uh, you know, my hand my hand is off to the man. Now, some people on Twitter were saying that if you guys remember four years ago, this is kind of the same speech. Like, I mean, it, oh yeah, I saw that. Is <laughs> is I don't know. I always feel like these things are just like. Look at look at us and look at this party and it's they're never really saying anything. It's always just a motivational, inspirational. Uh, it's almost like a self help candidacy is what what it feels like to me. But do you feel? And I don't want I don't want to get too political. But do you really feel like he's gonna things are gonna get better? If he gets reelected, I mean, God forbid anybody else gets this election. I mean, what are our other choices, really? I think I think we have some deep, deep problems as a country, and right. uh, I think a, a, a real solutions to problems are going to be years and years in the making. So I don't see things getting instantly better right. with an Obama election. But I'll tell you this. An article in I think the New York Times within the last few days that predict what would happen in the circumstances of a Romney election <laughs> under the circumstances of the House also switching to Republican control. Uh, you know, sort of what Romney would do in the first hundred days. Doesn't it kind and, of cancel out? Don't you almost need that other four years after the first four to? get the rest of the stuff done because if you're constantly going right. back and forth they're just canceling each other out and then nothing gets done yeah damn 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 right you do i mean the, the part of the agenda for this next four years is implementing the health care reform and implementing some of these other things and uh continuing investment in uh multiple forms of alternative energy uh, solutions, uh, you, you know. But to, to do that, he has to win Congress. He has to, the Congress has stopped him. The first two years he did, he kind of, depending on what you believe and who knows, he stopped us from going into a depression. And he also got the uh, health care thing through in whatever form. But People here in Montana are not very happy about that for some reason. Yeah, I believe it, yeah. I don't even know what, why. What, I don't even hey, think they're they not very happy about what the healthcare thing. Yeah, yeah. I I delivered to a couple uh like insurance type places, and they were saying yeah. something about like when this goes through, they'll all be standing outside in a line. Like I I don't know. They they all just seem really disconcerned about or disheartened about what was about to happen, and I don't know why. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. 
Maybe it's bad uh, for insurance ch- company. Ooh. Change is hard on people. And I think there's been a lot of fear and um, uh, loathing generated by the, the opposition about what's going to happen. Get through this implementation period, and people are going to look back and be mighty happy that, you know, with the elimination of pre-existing conditions um, and uh, greater access for people who need health care. So there's a lot good in this act. And once we get through the, the scary part of having to change, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of high fiving about its benefits. And granted, people always complain about, like you said, fearing change and stuff. And especially people that are set in certain ways, they don't want to change that to go a different way. They they like yeah, they yeah. like where they're at, even if where they're at is is a terrible place. I mean. Yeah. We all know that from experience. Um, so we mentioned earlier. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm just wondering whose side is Anonymous and Lulsec on? They're on the people's <laughs> side. Haven't you learned anything from yeah. Occupy? <laughs> That's what's going to rock the votes, baby. <laughs> every time you, every time I get a message that said like you know it doesn't happen very often, but like earlier, Ant was like, "Hey, where's our websites?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> Like yeah. the, the the first thing I think of is what did we say in the last week or two worth of shows that would have pissed those guys off? And they're like, no, yeah. I don't think we did any. Okay, now it. now let me check. And what did you say? What did, what did I say? Yeah, it's me because I'm the host. It's me. Sure. I think it was. I think it was that Aunt Pruitt that said it. I know they don't like cigars, so. Uh. Yeah. Okay, cigars down. <laughs> Unless it's a blunt. All right. Um, so, Larry, you wrote something. We mentioned this earlier that Obama did the AMA on Reddit. Uh, Reddit was just up and down, up and down. Uh, and you were mentioning uh, on your blog post here, politicians using media from Roosevelt's fireside chats to Obama's Ask Me Anything. Uh, pretty interesting look at how technology has changed and how not all of them, but certain politicians have recognized that, yes, this is a viable platform and we can reach people or change minds or get votes or, or what have you. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's cool. I did put it in that context because we've had in my, well, not in my life, but in this, in the last century, we had a new medium come on radio, right? And Roosevelt, before that, how did they campaign? They campaigned with newspapers and on the backs of train cars. Door to door, right? They were knocking on doors. and yeah. Weren't What's they that? knocking on doors and, and actually talking to people, or was that before that? I don't think old Abe Lincoln actually went around and knocked on doors. No? <laughs> but he defeated Douglas, and he ran around on the back of trains, and you know they wrote newspaper articles. But then when radio came along, I think that Roosevelt was a the guy knew how to use it, you know? And I, I, glad to say that was before my time, but uh, I've read about uh-huh. the fireside chats. I've listened to them. They're all on the net. You can listen to them on the net. And he created this, just what it sounds like. People gather around their radios. Mike remembers gathering around radios. I do. Dimly. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, and it'd be like having a conversation with a guy. He'd explain what he was doing, why he was doing it, and uh, kind of bring the people together. And then Kennedy, like, if you go to TV, 
Uh, you can also go online. I've got links to all that in the blog post. You can go see Eisenhower's commercials. And they were like radio commercials, you know, little, I like I, bah, 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 with, with crappy little cartoons in front of them. So it was TV, but he didn't get it yet. He was still doing radio commercials with animation. Is it amazing to you? He knew how to do it. You know, he beat the hell out of Nixon in the debates. We know. And I think Obama's the president that understands the internet, the first one. Does he understand the internet enough, though, that when he gets a question from someone named Party in Your Mouth, <laughs> that um, he he actually can, an- I mean, he answered it, and he took it seriously, so he understands that, you know, people on the internet are kind of facetious, and we use weird internet names because that's what we do. That's what we do. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, the, the intern that was like, okay, Obama, or Mr. President, Shark Girl wants to know, or party in your mouth or you know there, there's a lot of these that are just like really <laughs> 17,000 questions and this is Matt, look, look at the in there the, the the way he signs on to reddit with you a mac it? he's on an apple pc there which is i find amusing yeah, a, what, how did he start out it was something like uh hey guys this hey is everybody this is barack just finished a great rally in charlottesville and am looking forward to your questions at the top, yeah. I do want to say that our thoughts and prayers are with folks who are dealing with Hurricane Isaac in the Gulf and to let them know that we're going to be coordinating with state and local officials to make sure that we give families everything they need to recover. You know, like we did with Katrina. Yeah. Right. The warm and Face fuzzies. Palm. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> okay, the, whole, the second part was like uh, sort of boilerplate, and maybe a dig at George Bush. Too. Sure, yeah, a little but bit. The first part, like, Hey, this is Barack. He doesn't even capitalize his name. I mean, you know the guy's a regular guy. He gives you the feeling he didn't mean anything. Like he just rolled into his, some internet cafe and was like, what's up? And everyone was like, Norm! Like, cheers. I kind of did get the feeling that it was just a guy that, that sort of is, knows the internet culture and he was just talking. I'm trying to use older references for you guys. That was a cheers reference. I figured that was yes. during your... Okay. okay. That was in my demographic, yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. I thought he seemed pretty natural. Like some guy asked him who he likes. Uh, who's your who's favorite? favorite ball player. He goes, oh, it's Jordan. I'm a Bolts fan. Yeah. So the real guy came across a little bit. Then he lapsed into kind of giving policy statements, too. Like there's one where he answers. The guy says he graduated from law school and he's way in debt. And Obama goes on like a politician saying all the things that they've done for and how sympathetic he is. Well, and didn't that happen the last time? What, what what did he do? It wasn't an AMA. It was a hangout or something. When someone came on there was like, my husband lost his job or this and that, and they were like, like he give me his application. <laughs> and I'll get it. You know, like, what do you want me to do about that one person? Like, I have a, a whole country to run here. I think that was before he was elected. It was during the campaign last year. Yeah, it was, it was a Google Hangout. I remember that. Yeah, and and the lady was like, oh, I don't know, almost in tears or something. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I I, I remember he was like, give me the application. We'll see what I can do. You know, back in the days like of Abraham Lincoln, there would be sort of a certain time every week where people could just come in and talk to the guy. Just line up. Just like an open door policy like uh, Marissa. Yeah, there you go. Come to my office any anytime. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Are you having flybys? Did you hear that? I absolutely oh, yeah. did. Yeah. 
I think my neighbors heard that, Larry. And a jet just went over. And I, when I first came, moved here, they didn't allow jets, and you never heard crap like that. But you just heard a jet go by. I used to live kind of by Edwards Air Force Base down in the Mojave Desert. And I remember when they were doing tests of the Blackbird, every day sonic booms just sh- i didn't know what it was at first when i was a little kid i was like what is that <laughs> holy crap so loud but so that's cool and i i hope that the more this technology develops and hopefully becomes a little more stable reddit uh that you know more more of this kind of open government 2.0 stuff can take place and eventually i would like to see it get to a point where the people can weigh in on the issues and things can be decided by votes done that way just quickly moving along let's get things done we have the infrastructure in place to do it yes or no click the button people do that all the time american idol i mean come on you guys have been trained to click buttons your whole lives yes come on i wonder if um reddit's clout has gone up and i don't mean the the social media score but just having something like that happen to them with the president I bet. I wonder how many different well, advertisers that, are coming their way. Been, now. It's been yeah. in all the media. Now yeah. that Dig's yeah. gone, and I'm, I'm well, not gone, but you know, transposed yeah. to Beta News or whatever it went to, there isn't really another site like this, is there? I mean, that I know of. That was the only one I ever really dig and read. It were the two that I always went to. So yeah. now, and, and, and Reddit's owned by some giant corporation, but they, well, the Reddit guys say they leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. What well, uh Con- oh, really? Condé who who owns Reddit? Is it Condé Condé Nass, Nass yeah. yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. but they keep I, themselves I they find that they leave them be. And that's that's I think they do that on purpose, and you didn't know that on purpose because they like to keep themselves as this small I mean Reddit itself is a small team of people that and they're very disconnected from the rest of you know, their their oh, network. Yeah. Or, or whatever that they're connected to. They they claim that Condé Nast gives them total freedom. Right. They just give I, them checks and every month, and here you go. <laughs> just just a bunch of people sitting around a queue with some coffee or other caffeine. Down sources, with right? that. I would be down with you know, that. If Fox, right. if Fox came and was like, "Here's a bunch of money. Just keep doing what you're doing." I would be a okay with that. <laughs> Fox man, that'd be a little hard. To We'd do. give a little credibility to the state. I mean, come on. We could help them. <laughs> Fox, you need our help. Trust me. Yeah, we, we, they wouldn't let us do this whole rap on Obama. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wouldn't want to hear what I'd have to say about the other guy, so. All right, uh, Larry, let's – well, Mike's back now. Let's talk about your One X. Mike, how are you enjoying that amazing device? Is it still awesome or you hate it now? Oh, no, no, no. It is still totally awesome. Uh, love the device. Got it. Got it loaded up with some fantastic apps, and I do have a question. <clears throat> so I'm I'm getting ready for a trip, and um, I'm going to on this trip uh, be away from the home base, obviously with uh, all my wireless and connected services. And I'm trying to think about using the One X as a tethering device. Now, here's the rub. AT&T, and this is on AT&T, markets the 1X, including uh, in its base consumer product, including tethering. And Android, of course, stock supports tethering. 
but my company's volume purchase agreement does not. So um, I got this through the company, and so they're telling me it doesn't support support uh, tethering. So is there an app? You know, there's an app for everything. Hundreds of there thousands is an of app things. for that. There's an app for that. Tell me, oh wise one. Unfortunately, the ones that I would first off recommend, uh, FoxFi being the main one, PDANet being secondary, you may be able to get it work with PDANet. HTC is notorious for locking down their stuff to the point where FoxFi doesn't work with it. Uh, PDANet may not work with it. And these are, you're, you're unrooted, uh, so this is just a completely stock, out-of-the-box phone. It's not rooted, it's not custom ROM, nothing like that. And, yeah, and, because and I kind of want to keep it keep it that way. Right, I was going to say, because it's a company phone, you can't root it. Because the, the first answer that I found in Googling for HTC FoxFi support is everyone's like, dude, just put a custom ROM on it and be done. Don't even uh-huh. mess with trying to get this to work because it's a nightmare. There are ways to do it, but man, it's no good. It's easier, and you know it's bad when it's easier to unlock that thing, root it, then put a custom ROM on it, than it is to just get this thing to work. Like, come on. That's bad. That's bad, right? I just went through that with the Transformer Prime. I got sick of waiting for Jelly Bean to get pushed out by Asus, so I unlocked it, rooted it. Of course, the root tool I was using didn't work with the OTA update I had on it, so it was either downgrade a bunch of versions or find another way to do it. So, of course, I found another way to do it. But just a pain, man. But now, I, yeah. you know, CM10 is smoking on this thing. Smoking like, on those, oh, I bet. Amazing. It's it before I mentioned this before that my my dual core Galaxy Nexus running uh, Jelly Bean version I put on it was faster than what the stock Prime was with the latest OTA update and that's a quad core tablet and I was like something's wrong here so you know I finally did that I was sick of waiting for Asus to push out an update so I I put the the Cyanogen Mod 10 nightly on it which is it's an unofficial uh, nightly of it but man it's so much faster it's like night and day on that thing. But so back to your thing, there's you do you want to do a wireless tether because that's going to be harder to do than if you go USB tether. Now, if you just want to plug in and it depends what you're tethering, because if you're tethering a tablet, you may not necessarily unless you have the dock be able to do a USB tether. That works good for laptops, but not so much for tablets. Do you get what I'm well, saying I'm, the difference? I'm thinking of two things. A a I'm thinking of traveling with a laptop. And also with my Nexus 7 tablet. Okay. You have a Nexus 7? I do. So jealous. I'll trade you and this you Prime. And you didn't tell for... me this? I'll Man, trade you. What? <laughs> you get to train your rooted. It's so funny. Oh, out of man. Out of all the people I've asked on Google+, I will give you this $500 tablet for a $200 Nexus 7. No, they're like, nope. Uh, <laughs> Not uh, happening. Nope. Oh, man, I'm angry with you. Oh, man, I've blown it big tonight. I'm in trouble with Ant. <laughs> So you, what is the the end game of this? You want to get your tablet on the internet, or you want to get your laptop on the internet, or preferably both? If you could do a wireless tether thing, well, the, the the ideal thing is I want to travel with those three devices: the phone, the laptop, and the uh, the, the, the tablet. And I was thinking uh, I could tether 
either of the other devices to the phone. Okay. Well, try try PDA Net. That'll maybe let you set up the Wi-Fi spot. It also does Bluetooth tethering. There's also a version of PDA Net. Hold on. It's called PDA Net Tablet. So you mm-hmm. might want to try either of those. And if you can't find the APKs, because you you may not be able to get them in the market anymore, let me know and I'll just send them to you. They 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 get cool. removed and then they get put back up. It's like a it's an a whole it's a annoying, game. annoying it's thing. It's a game, definitely. It's a game. game. It's a whack a mole <laughs> for sure. And and yeah. the companies are not winning because I'm still tethering. So what's up? <laughs> but so you can do those two. Um, that'll let you set up a Wi-Fi spot or a Bluetooth spot, which will work. Assuming your laptop has Bluetooth, it'll work there or Wi-Fi. And it'll work on the tablet because the tablet has Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. If that doesn't work, there's an app called Easy Tether, which is USB. It uses Android debugging mode, but you need to use the USB cable. Uh, it's a $10 one-time fee. Uh, I think there's a free version, but I'm not sure. I know PDA Net costs money also, but there's a free version of that. For 30 days, you can do anything. But then after 30 days, uh, it locks down HTTPS. So you can do anything on HTTP, but if you're trying anything HTTPS, it, it doesn't work. But And I, I've, I've bought both of those because back in the day on the original Droid, PDA Net was really the only Tether app out at the yeah, time. Yeah. So I, I just went and bought it. It was like 5 bucks. I think it's like $10 now, but it worked great forever. I mean, I used that thing for a year, year and a half, and it, it was good. Uh, there's another one called Elixir. I'm a little worried that uh, the, the Google services I use all run off of HTTPS. Right, but see, it works for 30 days. So if you don't want to buy it, don't install it. Well, oh. you want to test it, maybe wait a couple days before you go, then install it. You'll be good for your whole trip, and then you can do whatever when you get back. Um, uh, there's another uh, one called Elixir 2 that may work <laughs> for setting up mobile APs. Again, because of your HTC phone, you'll have to test it and see if that works. Um, you can also try one from the guys that make clockwork mod Koosh. He's got one. Oh, what the hell is it called? Is that easy tether? No. What's Koosh's, uh, I don't know, but he's brilliant. If it's got his name on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. His, <laughs> all his stuff is just like, really? This just came out and it's unlocked. Nice. <laughs> you, you do good work, sir. I would love to have him on one of our shows, man. That guy's brilliant. Um, maybe hey, that is easy tether. I, I I got two messages for Ant Pruitt. All right. One is it's it's a it's an impulse purchase at one ninety nine, and it is such a good tablet. Oh, shut it! <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it's an amazing tablet, man. Oh. And, and the other the other message for you is you you look like a man who needs to go get another beer. I do need one alright there's also one called auto USB tethering if you're going USB route there's a lot of different apps and I'm sure one of those is going to work with your HTC but like I said if you want to do the Wi-Fi hotspot you might have a little harder time because of how HTC locks stuff down 
Okay, um, sounds like I got a weekend project, and I will report back. But yeah, I'll I'll be around this weekend. Maybe we'll uh, we'll I'll help you out, and we'll we'll mess with it. I don't have That'd the last cool. HTC device I have is a Windows Mobile Five phone, so I'm not going to be much help testing. <laughs> but I can I can feed you feed you apps, and you can tell me if they work or not, and then we can write up about it. Well, you can you can sleep on this too now, Mike. PDA Net's been around a long time since the beginning. I used it back when I had a Motorola Q running Windows Mobile Five. Nice. PDA Net was also a little little trivia. They were the first one to hide tethering from the carriers. That's right. Which was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I use I use I use PDA Net on a vacation weekend with my family. Um, I wasn't a driver, so I just sat over in the, in the passenger seat with my laptop, got a little bit of work done, got a little browsing done on the web, just going down the interstate with PDA net and on the web, man. It, it's on the okay. Motorola Cube. That's how old that was. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so the, they, they've the, been around a while. They're doing something right. The tether that Kush came out with, it's called Clockwork Mod Tether. And if you guys are into rooting and ROMing, you'll know Clockwork Mod is the the recovery that you use to install the custom ROM after you're unlocked and rooted. But this is a no-root tether uh, that should work on all devices, so they say. But it's also USB, so there's that to think about. Yeah, write that one down too, Mike. And it works on Mac, Windows, and Linux, which is cool because a lot of these are are like Windows only. So th- this one's can, all all of them. Can, give me that name again. It's called Clockwork Mod Tether, and I'll, I'll throw a link in the doc for you. All right. So, uh, any other questions about that uh, before we yeah, move on? Yeah, hey, I'll ask you another question. It's not exactly about that, but I have had like this exponential explosion of spam mail in the last um, couple of weeks. And I'm, t- I'm sorry to tell you, it's it's like the same message over and over again. These people desperately want me to buy Viagra. Really? And, Did yeah. you recently have a birthday turning 65? <laughs> exactly. He just entered some new demographic. <laughs> I, I think Larry, Larry's but... over... I think Larry's over there making penny auction money on you or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sign up that son of a... Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I'm like you hundreds... start getting those someday, you'll see. I'm talking like <laughs> a, a couple of hundred in a good day. Is this oh, in oh, your yeah. Gmail account, Mike? Is this like yeah, in your spam you know, folder yeah, or it's, is it it's getting a... through to your inbox? No, it is all getting caught by the spam filter. Oh, okay. So you know, and that, but still, it's ungodly numbers. That's yeah, weird. That's they, their job. Doesn't Mike. it come in cycles, though? Do you guys ever, if you dip into your spam folder, yeah. I always notice they come in cycles. I'll get a bunch of the I'm an African president or whatever giving me money, and then you give me money back, and then I'll get a bunch of those. There was a bunch of uh, malware ones going around that were UPS tracking related, like click here to yep. track your package. And people, it's amazing social engineering. I think we talked about this a long time ago, but even if you didn't order a package, like people will click Don't get that. Me started. People Don't get will me started. click that link and say, what pack? Oh, crap. <laughs> My yeah. man, you know, I think they're going to get a free thing that was sent to them by mistake. Yeah, yeah or the the famous 
there's the that famous I have big time. there's the famous I have video of you from last night. Even if you were at home all night, you will still click that damn link. What happened? I I had a um Oh, I got a, a Viagra one here in the spam. Work. Yeah. I had a person at work that, you know, got the UPS one. And they sent it. The, the, the UPS sender has the tracking information as a zip file. Yeah. yeah. A zip file. Wait, it must be a big package because I got to unzip it. So I walk, I walk into this person's office, you know, because I was like, I was like the first person there that particular morning. That don't normally happen. And um, they come knocking on the door and it's like, this is a big problem. Big problem. Come to my desk. And I run up there with them. And I said, uh, well, did you ship anything? And the person said, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> with their head hung, no. I mean, that, that was the first question out of my mouth. And the first thing that popped in my mind is, all right, I didn't ship anything. So why do I have a, a tracking number? Now, yeah, what did you learn? And then I looked at him and, you know, and it took me a good, you know, 30, 40 minutes to get all of that crap cleaned off. And so, of course, me being who I am in the company, I have to send out a public service announcement. (laughs) With his name and picture. You know, so I'm like, look, people, if, if you didn't ship anything. You, you you got a good idea that this is not a real message. I want to come pen test your corporation. <laughs> that sounds Man. like fun. So you here know, I'm the whole one with the video, just like you mentioned earlier. That was another one that you know I ended up having Facebook banned at the at the job because of that. Look at what you did last night, and it spread to about seven or eight different users, and I spent about four hours getting everybody cleaned up. Yep, I wasn't happy. Here's I'm looking at one right now that just came in. New FedEx invoice. Ooh, what did I, you know. It, I got that earlier today. Your FedEx earlier invoice today. is ready. Here's like five in a row for Viagra. I see what you're talking about. There's a bunch of those in here now. Cialis, price list updated. I mean, there. just wait, though. There was, I was listening to the latest episode, or it was a couple weeks ago, I think, from Security Now. They were talking about that new Java issue i don't want to say exploit but if that gets attached to these and starts oh my god (laughs) yeah it is going to be epic it scared me because that attaches to uh, linux as well too well and they're only exploiting windows but it it all it depends on is what payload you put at the end of that thing. It could be, I mean, the the Java exploit itself to run the code is for Windows, Mac, and Linux. They're only exploiting Windows right now because obviously that's the low-hanging fruit, right? That's the easy one. Yeah. I can grab anything off a of Metasploit, throw it in there, and I'm in. But yeah. Mac and Window or Mac and Linux, you have to be more crafty about what you're doing with it and maybe write your own rather than using something that's been yeah. out there for, oh, I don't know, five years now that they still haven't patched? Come on. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, just be careful. I mean, if if it's too good to be true... It probably duh, is. Actually, if it's too good to be true, click on it. Click on it and forward it to all of your friends because I'm collecting credit card numbers. 
Please do not listen to Larry Preston this time, folks. <laughs> no, send it to Larry. Larry will properly sandbox it, and then he will click on it, and we'll give you a full report on what it tried to do. That stuff's everywhere, though. Like, you can't... If you use technology, you can't, from you can't get away from it. You just have yeah. to be smarter than the fishers. I mean, don't... Look, there's a worm on a hook. Hmm... Like, that's that's what it is, in essence. Like, they're just fishing, man. They're throwing out. This one even has my name. Urgent report. Matt Lee. Only view this message if you are Matt Lee. Click this link. Like, what? No. Uh, but people do that. It's social engineering at its finest. People have this internal voice that says, but what if? What if this would solve all my problems? And they, they tend to pull on people's triggers. Money, love. You know, the, 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 the two big ones right there, uh, jobs, stuff like that. Here's your new job. Uh, send this application and click. Ah, sh- crap. You know, <laughs> right? and that, that's how it happens it, every day. Every day. You know, if it didn't work, they wouldn't be doing it anymore. Exactly. So exactly. And I'm sure there's some, I mean, I forget who coined the term, but there's, there's the internet background noise that there's always going to be these random bots out there sending random spam that's not under any person's control. It's just the noise of the internet. It's the background radiation. Uh, but it, it, the most of this comes from actual people that are actually benefiting and making money from it or selling the information they get or adding your computer to their botnet or whatever. So don't be part of a botnet. Don't unknowingly be part of a botnet, I should say. So, Amen, brother. All right. Uh, Larry, you wrote something interesting. You've, you've kind of been our Cuban uh, correspondent here. You have something here about international traffic and how just ca- capacity, peak load traffic, all of that stuff is growing, and not just internationally, but here too. Um, but in developing nations... Uh, you're saying that uh, these mobile applications, because it's all mobile over there, because yeah, a lot of homes, a, Cuban. a I lot am of a Cuban uh, guy, but that that was just telegeography. I don't know if you guys follow them, but they put out they they are an old company. They're about as old a company as there is. It kind of tracks the growth of the internet. And did uh, you start that company, or? Huh? I said, did you start that company, or? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when it was just a couple of guys in a little teeny office in Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. Uh, but, yeah, it was a lawyer started it, actually, and he was interested in maps. I mean, that's the name, telegeography. He started out making Internet maps. Hmm. Uh, but they they're, they do a lot of tracking now. And they, uh, a lot of, they put out a lot of reports, which cost a lot of money, but they do nice press releases, and they've got a, a decent interactive map on their website that I put a link to. And what they just announced, uh, they just did a report on internet, on international internet capacity and utilization for the year 2012. And bottom line is it was, let me see, the internet capacity was up by, it's, it's up to like close to 80 terabits per second, but it's, the growth rate was only 40% this year. And that's been the case. it keeps going up like crazy, but the growth rate kind of goes down a little bit every year. Was well, that are we running out of 
user I mean it's like the Facebook problem there's only so many people and then out of those people there's only so many that have computers eventually you're going to run out you cannot maintain that growth forever you run out of people well that, that's one of the factors that they say like everyone's in, already online right in developing the, nations uh, people tend to broadband is starting to saturate a little bit but the, the in developed nations I'm sorry but in developing nations, there's still a lot of room for growth for that. Well, because a lot, it's not like here where every household has a computer or two. Over there, isn't it mostly mobile now? I mean, it wasn't. But now with smartphones, most people are getting on the internet using their phones because they don't have a computer at home. Yeah, like we are used to smartphones. Here. A lot of countries are still back with, with uh, dumb phones, if you will, 2G phones. Uh, but yeah, to the extent that smartphones are available... Uh, That's where we're seeing most of the smartphone growth is in these other. Yeah, there, there's, um, and and you know, as the thing is, okay, they attribute the the sort of drop off, and it's not a drop off absolute. It's just not growing by sixty percent a year. It's growing by forty percent a year. But that that sort of <clears throat> slowing, they will attribute to what you said, Matt, was that that people in developed nations are are all kind of getting. A little bit saturated. Also, that uh, you know, more and more stuff is getting cached in content delivery networks around the edge of the network, and that cuts right. down on, on the need for it. And uh, so, th- things are going down in that sense. The other side of the coin is video is starting to explode to push things up here and in developing nations. And also, just what you're saying, developing nations have more unused capacity or more people that aren't connected. And finally, this rush to mobile is going to bring a whole much more usage on the Internet. So it's not going to slow down. It's not going to stop growing for a long time. Yep. I heard people talking about how, like, Facebook on mobile isn't – like, they don't have a, a an ad – a way to do ads. Am I the only one that gets ads on Facebook mobile? Like, I keep seeing these things that say – Mike Rothman liked Amazon. You should like it too. And that says sponsored at the bottom. Like, am I, does nobody else, do you guys, are you guys getting those? I don't, excuse me, I don't use Facebook. Um, so I would, well, then I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I thought for sure I'd be the only one that doesn't, but I don't use Facebook. Am I the only one that uses Facebook here? How about you, Mike? Well, well Mike use, Rothman but, liked Amazon, so of course. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeez, I I, I do like Amazon, but uh, geez, Facebook. <laughs> I mean, they got you pegged. They got you pegged. You and your new Nexus, folks. You and your new Nexus Seven, man. <laughs> you know, the truth is, I'm on Facebook and I have a presence there, and I'm on there very, very occasionally. But it, and I, I very rarely use. Yeah, their see here, app. right here, right there. Look at it. Pages you may like, and then it's using my friends that show this person likes retail and consumer merchandise from Herbergers. And this guy liked I Will Vote for Obama in 2012, community-sponsored, and the other one says sponsored. But I keep hearing all these other podcasts talk about how Facebook isn't ready to roll out ads on mobile yet. Is this not an ad in that? Is that not an ad? (laughs) It's because it says sponsored. Am I misinterpreting what sponsored means? Because no, I've no, been looking that's... for sponsors this whole time. Maybe I'm looking for the wrong thing here. I want <laughs> money, and I'll mention what you do. Is that? Am I on point here? Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's sponsored. That's Facebook talk for 
advertisement. For you're the product now, <laughs> yeah, and we're yeah. going to use your face to sell our crap to other people that are friends with you. Pretty soon you're going to get one that says, Aunt Pruitt likes Amazon and he doesn't use Facebook, but we figured it out. Anyway. Aunt Pruitt likes <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> and you should too. <laughs> But and yeah, I mean I it's not a problem. It, screenshot it. It's not a big deal. It's just you know pages you may like and you just go past it. But I just I I thought it was weird that I kept hearing all of these people say that they're not doing it yet. And I'm like, yeah. but they are. I'm getting them right here every time. Maybe it's not considered an ad unless there's a 15 second video or something. <laughs> a pre-roll. <laughs> yeah, <a> pre-roll. <laughs> this message approved by Aunt Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know that that I've heard the same thing that they they keep buying they want to buy companies to get a, a mobile thing a mobile presence their stock is down like half of what it was when it came yeah out they need to scale, fix right? their mobile app Somebody first that they're not getting apps first you fix the mobile app then you get a mobile strategy you can't you can't have the strategy without an app that doesn't make me want to pull my freaking hair out every time I'm waiting for it to load. Really, it's a bad mobile Android. It's for Android. I'm sure on iOS it's beautiful and it just no, works. No, it's bad on iOS as well. Oh, uh, is Todd it? Moore. <laughs> Todd Moore on um from a new domain and and TM Soft. He he is publicly bashed that app to no end. Oh, know? it's and terrible. He Facebook. He uses Facebook a good bit, you know, for promoting his applications. I leave them nasty for. comments. I like oh, your man. your face. How much money did you spend on this app cuz it's <laughs> terrible. You just spend like more. And it's doable. I mean, it's clearly doable. I have a 100 other apps on here that are that provide the most amazing experience on this phone ever. And then I get to yours and I just want to uninstall it every time. But then I'm like, crap, how am I going to like stuff on Facebook so that they could use my picture to sell stuff? I felt the same way about the Twitter app, too, though. I mean, these are two top notch social media platforms, but yet their native apps are are crap. Every time I find a good Twitter app, they seem to shut it down. I was on Twidroid for the longest time, bought it and everything. Now I'm on Seismic. And even Seismic is start. I mean, for Twitter, Seismic works really well, but for Facebook, Seismic doesn't. It doesn't load half the time. And I know it's not their fault. It's it's API stuff going on. Too many calls or over the limit, whatever. But uh, yeah, you would think that for as big as these companies are, they they would spend maybe a little less money on the chefs and a little more money on app development. I mean, I'm I'm not a developer personally, but just an idea. Well, wasn't wasn't your unit of money the Instagram or yes, something? Yes, the Instagram. Point two Instagrams on this. I know you need to bump it up. You're at point two. We need you at about point eight, if you could. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get out of here, Larry also Larry is just a posting machine. Sometimes I think yeah, you're a robot, Larry. Are you Skynet? Tell me. Yeah. yeah I'm, oh damn. Would you tell me if you were <laughs> busted? <laughs> Uh, I got a knock on oh, the no, door. No, I got to I got it. <laughs> um, there, the Raspberry Pi is finally coming out and getting in people's hands. I mean, it's been out for a minute, but there, there was a lot of problems with people being able to get them because they were sold out and they weren't having enough to fill orders. But the more we're seeing these get into people's hands, the more magic we just see people create with these things. And this is a, a really good example. There's this little kid here that you wrote about uh, that wrote a game. I mean, it's a simple game, but he's a little kid, so give him a minute. Uh, on this Raspberry Pi, and he wrote it in Scratch. 
Yeah, he, okay, but read the second part of the thing that I put on the doc. It's a little kid, and he wrote this little, you know, he built a little thing moving uh, sprints, of, uh, sprints. Scratch. <laughs> around on a screen in Scratch. And it's a, it's a, I don't know if you guys have looked at Scratch, but it's a, a cute language for doing that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it's a cute video of him and his little game. But when you, st- I started digging into it a little bit, and bottom line is, I mean, Scratch runs on top of Lisp. It's you know, it's interpreted on top of a of a, a Lisp runtime. Um, it's a slow it's language. Slow. It's some, slow. Yeah. And the more I read about the Raspberry Pi, people are kind of a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, it's kind of it's too slow to really do a lot of things. It's it's really great if you're typing command lines, but. Uh, <laughs> that it's still quite disappointingly slow. In the meantime, um, I've come across now two or three kind of little self-contained, you know, Raspberry Pi configuration kind of machines in competition. I wouldn't be surprised in six months if there's tons of them. Um, You know, uh, last week I was trying to catch up on my, um, my tech podcast that I like to watch and, Techzilla, Patrick Norton. I know y'all know who he is. Oh, yeah. He has he has a Pi, and he was going to turn his basically into a home theater PC because mm-hmm. the version that he has, um, you can put an SD card in it, and it's got an Ethernet port on it, and it's got a USB port on it. And from listening to him talk, it sounds like it's pretty capable well, of that- processing and handling the um the video transcode in some kind of way even that on was, that little chip that was one of the things they first showed off in the demo before anyone got these into their hands was how well it renders you can watch hd video with this thing i remember seeing the video that that was the very first thing they showed off was check this out it, yeah. they're playing and this big screen beautiful video off of this little tiny chip running in this sd card and not all of them that was the upper model that has the card and the the usb right. and everything but and he didn't have a fan or anything like that because, you know, heck, just with my box down here, as soon as I start running the media server, Chateau Ghetto gets hot in here. You right. Know, but he was able to, to <laughs> he was able to run it on that Pi, you know, and, he, and it looked very, very promising. And what what is that thing? Was it $30 for this thing? Yeah, the yeah, upper model was like 35 I think. Yeah, this, the other model doesn't exist yet as far as I can see. Oh, is but, it just the one out? I thought they had yeah, both of them out. The Model B is out, but I don't think the Model A would. And I think the only difference is it doesn't have the Ethernet port. Yeah, they, one has an Ethernet one port, one doesn't. Yeah, and, and I think when it, the Model B has two USBs, and I think maybe the Model A has one. But I don't believe they're shipping the Model A. And oh. you know, the difference is just a couple pounds. I, I don't know why anybody would do it. But, you know, it's interesting because I remember those videos too. It may be that in some way it's optimized for uh, – for transcoding video because like I started reading uh, I could put in some links to like these uh, you know threads on the on the scratch site that's what I really looked into saying hey you know it's a really good idea and maybe this little kid got it working but it's just too slow to be used for any and, kind of like real application other than just well, like look at this game I made I'm three you know something that's compute intense let's put it down you know, but isn't that the whole idea of the pie is to just get kids and, and, and 
just people, right? Tech people get, curious. Get people making stuff. It's a maker thing, I thought. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily yeah. to be out there on the sales force showing out proposals and stuff. Right. Like, look at it handled this Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. Holy cow. And it's this big. You know, the, you know the, the place, the reason I was looking at it was we talked a little before the thing started was on behalf of a place in developing nations where you need something really, really cheap. And right. I think that for what I want to do in this developing nation project, uh, it's still not, a laptop is still a better idea. I mean, you still need a keyboard, you still need a display. You, right, uh, this is like going to uh, the, the New Egg or whatever, or Tiger Direct and buying a bare bones kit, and then you build the yeah. rest of it on there. But... For how much it is. I mean, I remember when I built the computer we do our recording on four or five years ago at a little AMD bare bones, the, the processor board and memory was like around $300. And I mean, this you're getting it all pretty much built in. And I mean, granted, it's, it's different. You're not putting in, you know, four gigs of DDR2 RAM in this thing or anything like that. The Pi is, it's a very, very low power. It seems to me the perfect applications would be mobile stuff. If you can get some sort of Java, non-exploitable version, preferably, thanks, Oracle. Uh, if you could get Android, you know, uh, something like that. Maybe a slimmed-down version like a DSL, a damn small Linux, or, you know, something like that running on it. It, it seems like you, you People could... People have Android running on it. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that seems like it. what it yeah. should be more used for rather than, like, look at this high-end 35 frames per second game I created. You know, like, that's cool to show that, look, it can do it, but it's not practical by any means. But it's yeah. cool that people are doing it. The other thing that, in the just in hunting around for this project, there are a number of, of you know, Raspberry Pi-like, you know, class machines starting to come out. And my guess is, I mean, any cell phone maker is kind of ready to make one. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a whole lot of them. Uh, well, know, I was thinking how long stuff. until someone builds a business around this and starts making, like we saw the explosion of those, um, what were they called? Mi- micro ATX or super mini PCs that people are like, if you don't want this tower under your desk, you don't want a mini tower, you get this little cube thing. You could shrink this down even more. And I mean, the majority of people like that that are using those, it's email, it's web browsing, and that's really it. I mean, people like or my home, grandfather, or stuff home like theater that. PC. Or home theater PC. There you go. Or home theater mm-hmm. PC, you know? Uh, you could, I know three people. You could mass produce these things, sell the computers themselves for under 100 bucks, and still make a little money, I think. I, maybe. I don't know. And no, like, people are selling Android installed, ready to go. Better specs, like out of the box, no machines for like eighty bucks. Yeah, right see, now. there you go. That that's awesome. Um, before we Amazing. wrap this up, we're kind of at the end of the hour. Larry, did you want to mention that project and see if is that anything you wanted to talk uh, it's about? Pro- it's just in the proposal stage, and it's kind of uh, I cannot talk about. Okay, well, never mind. I'll edit that out. All right. Okay. Well, anything else before we wrap this up? Then, uh, do you want to mention the Kindle thing real quick, Ant? Because you seem to be the oh, only yeah. one that cares about that. He wants, well, to trade, uh, he wants to trade his really Kindle for your for your for, for my Prime. Thing. I want that Nexus. I, I might think that. about that. <laughs> no, I just I just thought I should bring it up because of how the Kindle Fire first generation just sort of blew up, you know, with just the casual uh, uh, consumer, not necessarily the geeks, you know. Well, it was the only tablet. 
like that uh-huh. at that price. It was the only tablet like that at that price point. There was nothing else yeah. anywhere close. The next one was like $300 more. And right. did you watch their announcement today? Man, I, I, in all honesty, I t- totally forgot about the announcement was today. And when I thought about it, it was at the end of the day. I saw that know? post on the edit group for a new domain. He's like, holy crap, did you see this is today? <laughs> that was like me with the server migration. Like, I completely forgot that was today. I thought it was the ninth for some reason. Yeah, and I wanted to watch it and see what was going on. And I later looked at it, and they, ha- they have some pretty good hardware out there for these things, you know. Uh and the price point is just right for people that doesn't necessarily that don't necessarily want to spend iPad money, but it, it looks like it's going to be all right, you know. And it still has the whole Amazon ecosystem. But I was just curious, you know, what I would think, people do? I think know? that's the only thing now they have going for them. Google with the Nexus Seven took that price point and said, "All right, what's up now? Quad core, beautiful. Here you go." It depends what ecosystem you're tied into. Personally, I don't use Amazon. I use Google Play with Android and everything. So I would go with the Nexus 7. But if you have all of your stuff in Amazon's cloud and you use Amazon Prime and you do all that, you might be more apt. Because, man, moving your content is such a pain. Like I don't ever want to move my con- I will just delete it all and start over. So yeah, if you, you're kind you of- have a slow upload speed, you're screwed. You know, well, and even now I got five megabit upload. I just don't want to move all that stuff. Like I would just, it's such a hassle. It seems like, and then to get different versions of for the, it just seems easier to stay within the ecosystem you grew up in, which isn't that a sad commentary you guys kind of, that's walled gardensville. The internet has grown walled gardens. You know, that's a sad thing to hear you say, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's, it's it is it, depending on the services you use. If you use just like if I used our server and just had that as my own personal cloud, it wouldn't matter because it's my stuff that I put up there. But if you're buying stuff from Amazon, you're kind of locked in there. If you're buying stuff from Google Play, you're locked in there. If you're buying stuff from iTunes, you're locked in there. And that's where you start seeing these silos. Facebook, Twitter, good examples of that. Not in as much of, of data or not uh, content, but more of your personal data. I can't get out my pictures and my friends list and all that and put it into Google Plus as easily as maybe you should be able to if it was really my data. But when you sign those TOS, maybe it's not your data anymore. You know, but then but what about the new consumers? What about the people that don't have the Nexus yet? Exactly. What about the people that don't have the existing Kindle yet? And those know? are the ones that are going to... Yeah, yeah it, this is going to sway the market now, and we still haven't seen the, uh, September 12th, wh- whatever Apple's going to do. I mean, I like to assume, because it's Apple, it's going to be a little more expensive, but who knows? They may punt and, and make it something affordable, you know? They would never What's do that. that? D- listen to yourself. You're high. They would never, ever do that. That's not their demographic. And you know what? If they did do that, just like we saw with Inst- or was it Instagram, who, who was it that... As soon as they got an Android app, they're like, oh, great. Now we're going to start getting pictures of the mm-hmm. ghetto. Like, you know, yeah, it's Instagram. that. Yeah. So, so I think if they did that, un- I don't know where else their people would go because there is no other alternative to Apple. You know, they go b- back to Rim and resurrect that old horse, maybe. I, who knows? But it, you would get that kind of separation that like, oh, you let them in. You know, it's like a segregation. <laughs> it's a weird segregation. And 
I'm sorry you had to be here to hear me say that. You know, this isn't the 60s. This is I know, but you wouldn't think that by seeing how how all of this takes takes place. It's kind of weird. I look forward to it. I mean, when I, I saw the whole high-resolution screen and, and they got the camera now, it's ready for video chat. I mean, they're... They got a, they got a good foot down in this if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. You know? I feel then, I feel less sad for Amazon customers stuck on the Kindle Fire now that they have a better device to go to. Yeah. Yeah, because they got, like a, they got a nice device. Like I think it was Isaac Kendall from a new domain. He said he's like the the Kindle Fire was just a weird crippled version of Android that nobody outside of the US likes. It's just a US thing. Like no one cares about it outside there. And true. I'm like I'm in the US and I don't care about it. I mean it it, it is. It's true? just a underpowered, weird, gross version of Android that I don't even want to think about touching. It's And just, as soon as I got mine, mine was rooted in ROM. Exactly. <laughs> but it was still underpowered. You didn't put a faster processor in it, son. I didn't put a faster exactly. processor in it, but it's boy it's much better than what oh, yeah. Amazon he still wants Mike's tablet. He still. <laughs> yes, I do. I'll wait for the. We talked on Attack of the Androids la, uh, the night before last about the the possible uh, Nexus Seven 3G coming out, and we were kind of like, "Well, why isn't it 4G? Why why are they still?" And I mean, obviously, there's more carriers that support 3G than than LTE and and whatnot, but. That's interesting that we we're starting to see that maybe I mean it was a rumor but it seemed like in six weeks they said that you know people would be announcing it, but you you give this stuff connectivity then you got to deal with carriers. I didn't think Google wanted to go down that road, so it was kind of interesting to see them come out with that. But then the Kindles have what is it the Whisper Sync and that connectivity also, right? I wonder what the penetration is on the iPads that are out there that are three G. You know, right. I, I I personally don't see the need for a three G tablet. If you have a phone, it's so unnecessary. Except that the carriers don't let you tether. What's up? Exactly. Isn't my that point. nutty? Like, how many exactly data plans would you, carriers? How many data plans would you like me to have? Ten? Twenty? Yeah. How many? Should I get one for each laptop here? My desktop? We're all data you plans know, here. The hardheads and I can take a trip. They want to watch Netflix in the back seat of the car. I just turn on the wireless tether on the cell phone. Exactly. They're watching Netflix as we go down the road. Problem Why do I solved. need to buy another data plan? I know. <laughs> when they turn 18, let them get their own damn data plan. I don't want to yeah. buy it. Hell no. Can't even afford <laughs> my own damn data plan. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, good show, guys. It's good to, to be back yes. every week with y'all doing these podcasts. You're looking good, man. A- any Very other uh, closing statements any closing arguments from the <laughs> the gallery from the 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 prosecution i'll be glad when the dnc 2012 is out of my backyard oh Definitely. how how are you how's your traffic jams doing is that oh, fun it's it's horrible i believe i got stuck behind the first lady last <laughs> night i'm Ooh. dead serious i believe i got stuck behind the first lady it's a good place to be and how many hours did that delay you you know, it, it took me, it gave me about another 30, 40 minutes delay. You know, Ant, this, this reminds this me time. of an app pick we had on AOTA quite a while ago. It was a, a driving app I use all the time called Waze. And it, it's social driving, but it, it keeps track of how everyone's moving. And if, 
if they're on a road that's a 70 mile an hour speed limit and they know that and they see that there's three people on that road using ways and they're all doing 30 miles an hour it will let oh, you know nice. that there's traffic here but then you can also as a wazer <laughs> you can report stuff which I drive for a living, so I'm, like, all about this app. Like, I'm number one every week in points because, like, all I do is drive all day. So, But I've that. avoided, like, accidents because there are more and more Android devices, iOS devices here. More people find this app. More people start using it. And because people like me who have been using it since the beginning, like, we use it and report it, there's already, when they come in, they're like, ooh, people are using this. There's yeah. road reports. I report when I see cops hiding, all that stuff. Like, it's it's amazing. And if you would have been using that, you would have known the first lady was right there. You would have went the other way. If I they're... got home, and I was like, man, what the heck was is, is this this stuff going on on the highway because I thought, okay, I'm, I'm on the highway at 9 PM. Right. They're already at the convention. What is going on? So I get home and I check the news and it said, yes, the first lady was departed at about 9 PM and the president was just shortly thereafter. Nice. I'm like, I was right behind all of those folks the whole time. And they don't let you move. All I just no. saw was the flashing lights, and when the flashing lights were gone, that's when they let me go. I mean, it it it, it was. Oh, it was like so... literally stopped. Like you cannot. Yeah. You no, were you like tailgating, like on the horn, like get out of the way. Oh no, you you're not going anywhere. Now the night before that, another VIP. The night that Clinton spoke, another VIP. I just happened to time it perfectly as as well. They were coming down another exit off of a adjoining interstate. So I saw more flashing lights, and then all of the brake lights came on. Stop. So you just sat there and wait on that in the rain. Man, I'm glad oh. they don't come up here. Yeah, I mean, just get it'd out It'd be cool here, to DMV. see, but yeah. Ugh, to interrupt our day-to-day <laughs> lives like that, how rude. And you so, want our so votes? You want our I votes? I want to get home. <laughs> how about you have a helicopter? Why are you driving? You're the like. Where's your helicopter? Come on, what are we paying for? If this was Sergey Brin, he would be Paris trooping in. I know with his Google Glass on, trying to get it to reboot real quick. <laughs> All right, well, cool. Hey, good show, guys. Everyone, if you'd like, leave us a message four zero six two zero four four six eight seven. You can email the crew at yetanothertechshow dot com. Is our site? I haven't even checked. Is are we back up yet? It's been a couple hours. I thought I had to kiss a death, so I wasn't looking. All right. Yeah, we're up. We're good. So yetanothertechshow.com. Check it out. Email the crew. Like I said, the crew at yetanothertechshow.com. Uh, Matt Lee, got Aunt Pruitt, Larry Press, Mike Rothman every week, usually Wednesdays. Tonight it's Thursday. Didn't pay no attention to that. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. It's Wednesday in China or something. <laughs> there Great you go. Fun, guys. <laughs> Episode 23. Good stuff, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Good night, guys. Thanks, everyone. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.